timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. Why just spill your beans? you enjoy it because I don't. to another edition of the Night Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. I'm, of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen, and here goes another sponsored episode. Remember, you can join the party for only a dollar, and for five, you get all our Slime Rec radios, and now for 20, you not only get quarterly merchandise, but you get a sponsor episode such as this, and this time, it is sponsored by one H1N1 Zombies, who also has a charity to promote. Isn't that correct? Uh, yeah, I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but uh, Solano County Friends of Animals, uh, they gave me my boy Dovakin, love him, and any charity that helps animals, you know? You know what's funny is, I knew another girl, a gamer, and she named her dog Dovakin, and also there's a story that uh, when Skyrim came out, someone named their child Dovakin. But they and got all of Bethesda's games for free. And got, yes, for exactly. Life. For life. It, I kind of like Bethesda for that, except for what they did on Fallout 76. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up that episode. But um, someone actually paid for Fallout 4 and bottle caps. Like oh, the weight, the weight yeah. of bottle caps, and they got all their games for free for life, which I think is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, uh, this was actually, before Night Loving Dead, this was your first request it was. And yes. I said, I don't know if it's like really horror enough or whatever, but then uh, when you said Love Lovecraftian, I'm like, okay. Lovecraftian, got, cosmic horror. I mean, dude, we just did The Void. We're doing this. Um, there's a couple others I need to touch on, Hellraiser, but I told you that I got to have you on Event Horizon because I saw a damn good documentary on that. and you're de- So we're going to cover all the bases of our Lovecraftian uh, horror, if you will. I wouldn't mind being your Lovecraftian horror guy. You could I'm be already that. your black and white guy. <laughs> there, oh, I, you know what? I didn't even realize it. So we're doing the lighthouse. Um, doing the lighthouse. Doing the lighthouse. 
Now, I have a lot to say about this movie, but I think we should wait for that in uh, retrospect uh, when we actually start discussing it, because there's a lot more to really discuss than to walk through, if you will. I would agree with that. You would agree? Okay. Also, uh, today's knife, Spider-Co, Native 5, Max Med Steel. Nice. You always you invite me on a Knife Party podcast. I got to show off a knife. So. Dude, hopefully one of these days, one of these knife companies will just start sending us boxes. That would be awesome. I'd be happy with a sticker. I- I, Give me a sticker, something, you know. Uh, hey, Buck, I'm talking to you. He's not a Buck man. Let's get him into it, okay? And plus, I gave him my my uh, really awesome Space Force uh, K bar. Space I, bar, I, I love that thing. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, I love the steel on that. Anyway, uh, let's let's just get into this because this is going to be a deep dive. Let's fuck this pig, okay? Um, our other sponsors are found on other episodes because this one is basically sponsored by you, and I want to give you that uh, inclusiveness, okay? Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, babies. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I noticed is this is filmed 16 by 16 with real film. It was. They had to use uh, special uh, lighting. I think it was halogen lighting. I, don't, I forget which one it was, but it's not just a regular, uh, you know, yellow regular, light. Yeah. yeah. It's not a regular conventional uh, camera that they just, you know, took all the chroma out of and made it black and white. No, this is actually shot like an old just Alfred like, Hitchcock Just film. like when we saw Night of Living Dead. It's filmed. And you could really tell the detail of this old film is better. Um, we did a thing on... Um, you were there when we did Night of Living Dead when they were talking about... Um, oh, no, you weren't there. This is on the censorship in the media episode I did. Uh, how, you know, the, one of the reasons why Kodak's and, and Vibrafilm and, and all this other stuff is it's out of business because it's too expensive to film on film. In fact, the number one archivist of just raw film, like untouched film, is Tarantino because he refuses to film on anything else. That's why it takes him so damn long to make his movies. Also because he has to handwrite his scripts. But uh, this is actually filmed. Thank you. It's actually filmed non-widescreen, 16 by 16, old school film. Now, not even letterbox. This isn't even I, four by three. Right? That's what really got me about this. I'm like, this is a one-on-one, 16 by six. Okay, here we go. So we see four men, right? And they're coming into ship to supplies. Now, did you notice that the waves buckle against the water with the beat of the music? Yes. That it's, was cool. It, it Not just with the beat of the music. It's kind of with the beat of the engine as yeah. well. It's that steam engine. So you get this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's its own she chanty in itself. And there's a lot of cool, uh, like old school sea chanty myths and and, and uh, uh, mirth and, and such in this movie, which I really, it raised the bar for this because at first, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't, we'll get into that afterward. But yeah, at first, this movie kind of had my pussy dry. I had sand in my vagina. But then it started to flip. This movie is definitely not a Honda warming up. This is a diesel engine. It's got a... It's got a Those spark plugs got a glow. Oh, yeah. And you got to let that oil pan fill up because I'm serious. There's probably, a lot of, there's probably a lot of people that tapped out in the first 30 minutes go, this movie's fucking boring. Right. I it's mean, a slow burn. I mean, really... Because of the lighting, because of the filming, I'm the framing of everything. Exactly, it's, it's so tight in. It's it it triggers my claustrophobia. <laughs> it, you know what? I got over that in a minute, but yeah, at first the the tight shots and the black and white it made me like sleepy, but yet unnerving at the same time. Until Act Two came in, but mm-hmm. let's talk about Act One, right? Act One. So these four men are coming up uh, to the shore, this this lighthouse, right? And 
there is uh, now we don't know if this is an island. We think it is an island, right? It is an island. Okay, so yeah, it's not land abridged. It's not a peninsula or anything. They get there by boat. They get there by boat, and two of the men leave. They're just there to drop help drop off supplies, right? And then we have our our two guys, right? And uh, th- these are our characters. We don't know their names yet, but there's a captain and a mate. For at least that's what we assume. That one's a captain because he's dressed as such, and he's even got the hat and everything else. And the other guy is also a ma- much older, mu- very much older. And he walks with a limp, so we assume you know he's he, peg leg or some shit, you know. Because back in the day, everyone thought like uh, uh, you know captains. The whole thing with the peg leg had nothing actually to do with like a shark attack. It was usually from gangrene because they're so far away from everything. Scurvy, scurvy, yeah, it'll get you. Gangrene. Um, you also have uh, syphilis. And uh, which which would make you lose limbs and everything else. It's pretty rare that a captain would get attacked by a shark unless his name is Quint. Nothing? Okay. I missed reference. Sorry, bud. Right over. (laughs) Jaws? Much? Oh, Jesus. Wow. USS Indianapolis out of Vallejo, California? We dropped the bum. We did the the bum. Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't Quint, but yes. You know what I do for a living? Um... By the way, he would have been great in this role, but it, oh but God. William Defoe is fucking amazing in this. This is peak William Defoe. Well, I don't think there was ever a non-peak William William Defoe. It's a movie about madness where he gets to be an old sea captain. Well, this is why I say Platoon is his best movie because it it's about jungle madness. But we'll get we'll get into this in a second. So, um, they both go upstairs to the. You think it's like a cellar, like they're guests at first, but then you figure out, no, this is like the bunk because the lighthouse really doesn't have much in it. It's got like a a, a galley mess. It's got the uh, attic bed, which is so low that they bump their heads on the way in, you know, except for he does not. Uh, Willem DeVoe's character doesn't bump his head because he's much shorter, but Team Edward does. Um Remember back in the day, this was like, I think it, we, we kind of were talking about when you thought it took place and we, we kind of agreed on it was probably the late teens, early 20s of the That's 1900s. What I think it was. Yeah. But even though the, the house is built in the style of like the 49ers. So that means that gives us a glimpse upon how old, I think that's to give us a glimpse about how old this, this lighthouse actually is. Yeah. I, I it's been there forever and a half, which kind of gives it a, a lore, if you will, you know, more of a, uh, a history without really telling its history. In fact, that lighthouse, I would say, is probably the main character of this movie. It's not the main character. It's reflective of the main character. I think so. All right, we'll get into I that. Got, I got something for them. We'll get to it. All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. God, there's so much to get to. There is a lot to get into. So uh, later, you know, uh, we don't even see uh, Willem Dafoe's character, the captain. We just hear, like, pissing and then a and that's our first fart of the movie. And then he walks out and we hear and we're, that's our second part of the movie. And then uh, they kind of get some rest. Now, later we see him at dinner, right? And um, Willem Dafoe's character, he... Oh, wa- he, you know, he found the mermaid, too. Oh, yes, you're right. In the mattress, there's a hole cut open in the mattress. And uh, this is this the is uh, Edward's plug. character, yeah. So he's digging around in there, and he finds this, like, soap doll, like a carved no, doll. It could be Scrimshaw. ivory. It's, oh, it's Scrimshaw. It's Scrimshaw, so it's whale tooth. It's whale tooth, okay. Yeah. And it's of a siren. And it's, it's, uh, I just say soap carving because that's the style of it, you know, because when you actually hear the term scrimshaw, it's usually the Alaskan kind of like Viking looking pattern eyes. That's what they actually call a scrimshaw. But yes, a scrimshaw is a carving out of a, out of a, uh, it's two. white people scrimshaw. <laughs> okay. It's white people scrimshaw. Well, I mean, it is very Nordic and look, but there you go. So, um, 
he finds this thing and and he kind of covets it, but we don't really know that right now. He just kind of takes it and it puts it in his pocket. And they're at dinner and uh, their dinner scenes are always shot the same way where it's a stagnant camera, right? And we have the captain to the right or the, the lighthouse wiki, if you will, on the right. And then we have the trainee or the mate on the left. And this seems to be on every single dinner. It shows this until later on. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like solidarity. Here you go. Everything's solid. Everything's cool. Everything's stable. And uh, the wiki uh, tries to make a toast to him, and he's like, "No, I don't. I, I don't drink." And he's, you know, he says, "Why?" Well, because it makes people stupider. Yeah. But something along those lines. More, more subservient. Less questioning. Yeah, it, his whole thing was like, uh, bad luck to leave. He's, he's really big on the, you know, the bad luck, ju- you he's, know, bad he, juju vibes. He's big on the, uh, I even put Tradition. this, the superstitions of the sea. Right. And, you know, so he's like, bad luck to leave a, a toast unfinished. And uh, Robert Pattinson, instead of, you know, actually giving the toast and giving in to him or even answering why he doesn't drink, just gets up, pours it out, pour, you know, pumps some water from the pump comes back and finishes the toast tries to uh, he gets pretty far but uh the water which i i wasn't sure if it was stagnant or if it had anything in it but apparently it's tainted something was wrong with it it's tainted or it's just stale but uh i think willem defoe's character said taste of the head the head is Ex- the bathroom for yeah the bathroom yeah yeah so he spits it out and uh then anyway He's the captain tells him or the, the wiki tells him, hey, I'll take care of the lamp, but you're you're in charge of all the labor, all the Charlie work, all the Charlie. I even wrote that all down. The all the Charlie work. work yeah. <laughs> so anyway, after this and here's where the movie it, we're still in act one, by the way. So this scene is really weird. So the mate, he has a dream about this drowned corpse and kind of like the water is opening up. It's kind of like the ground in the water is up like we see this black mass kind of open up right and we can't tell if it's like mud or sludge or what is it right looks like logs to me yeah or lo- yeah exactly like it's sunken ship maybe you know or like a, a you know debris of a ship perhaps but it's not but it's not yeah and uh he's he's going into the water to try to save this man but he's walking at a very very slow speed right and then he goes down and he sees like a siren swimming in in the in the background, probably a good like 10, 15 meters away. And we just kind of see her tail and her hair. We really don't get a good look. And now remember this and movie. hear her screaming. Yeah, yeah. And it's creepy. It reminded me of like The Witcher when you hear the siren scream. It reminded me of a really pitched up humpback whale. I was thinking that too, right during the scene. It, it's no wonder why people out sea would think they saw sirens because they would hear whales and then they would see like just tails in the water and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but apparently the siren has a double meaning for people at sea for a long time where they actually say it's the muse of the siren calling where you want to jump in the water and just get off the fucking boat because there's like cabin fever. It's almost that call of the void. Exactly. But that shot with the mermaid. It's That's a cool awesome. shot. It reminds me of like the underwater shots from like a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Interesting. You know what it reminded me of? Hmm. When you first see contact with the aliens from Abyss. Yes. You I know, did, when, yeah. when you see just kind of like the, 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 the light just kind of in the background, you're like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And then it swims by really quick and you're, okay, it didn't attack. Yeah. What the it's fuck a, just happened? And it's got, the score in this is very unnerving. Obviously, you're hearing it now. But 
I think it would have even been scarier if it had zero music at this point. Oh, yeah. And just like the sound of the water, that's very um, uh, Kubrickian or, you know, Cameron-ish. But still, I, either way, I, I think that would have been cool. But either way, it was, it was, okay, I'm in. I'm in a little bit, you know. Now, at this point, I was still kind of like, all right, I know this is going to be a long ride. And, it's, and this ride is still going up the ticker, you know. Okay, we know that's a weird dream. Yes. We think, yeah. Is this going to be a tale of things to come? Anyway, so now the mate has a difficult, uh, you see him just doing all the Charlie work. And finally, he's loading up like a, a, a keg of oil. We're, we're talking about 120 pounds. Easy, right? And he's lifting it up the spiral scare, uh, staircase. And we see a cool shot where it's kind of like the nothing spiral, or uh, what you call a lacuna coil of the top of the roof of the lighthouse shining down to the floorboards. And you see him kind of go up. Like little by little, finally he gets to, exactly, yeah. and it Not might going that fast. remind me of going to a college party, right? And then uh, finally we see the wiki, and he says, "Hey, what are you doing? Trying to burn down the whole spot?" And he gives him a canister. It looks, you know, just like a little oil canister, well, a little bit bigger than oil. It looks like it probably holds about like four or five pints. Yeah, it's it's uh, if you will. What you would water your garden with, but stainless steel and safe. Yeah, like a steel watering can. There you yeah, go. Yeah, something that sized. Exactly. Just, here, use this next time. Oh, by the way, um, I uh, this is also a weird scene, too, because you see that the mate is repairing some, some shingles. And while he's doing so, you see the... The captain, is he, like, fornicating? Is he fucking, like, his mattress or something? He's, he's doing something. Taking care of himself, yeah. He's, I don't know. It was just odd. And But when he's, you know, he's he's doing that, and I, I just thought I'd put it in, but we Spoiler hear... Spoiler alert, a lot of sexual tones in this. This is not a movie I recommend to everybody, so yeah. just know that going into it. Well, I mean, if you're into dudes and crazy people, if you're into bipolar dudes, this is probably a movie for you. Um, also, we hear fart number three in the scene. So uh, he gives him the- Did you label all the farts? Uh, yeah, I did. I numbered oh every single Oh, God. How many total? We have five farts. <laughs> five. Okay. God, he counted them. And they're mainly in act one. So now we have the next dinner, right? And the captain starts just going off on these weird tales of mutiny uh, because- his mates didn't want to drink with him and they just were going, you know, silent and everything else. And he says, you know, you need to knock yourself out of these doldrums. You should probably have a drink. You know, you're going to be Wants here him to loosen them up. Yeah. He goes, you're only going to be here for three weeks and some change. And by the end of it, you're not going to want to talk to me. So exactly. Got, so you we, might as well see, talk to me now. now. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because the opposite happens in this movie. Yeah. It goes quite the opposite way. So they speak, a. Uh, um, he starts saying that, when people go quiet, they start dreaming of sirens and such, you know, and that kind of, I'm like, all right, all right. That's interesting. That's interesting. And the last keeper, uh, that was here. Now we don't know if it was his assistant. I don't think it was, maybe it was. And that's the thing. Robert Pattinson's character assumed that it was his assistant, but it could have been the keeper. Could have been the keeper. And he was the assistant. Exactly. That's what I thought too. And for a moment, yeah. yeah. Actually, later on, in the, we'll get into that. There, there's he a lot died of, though and went mad. Something about sirens and you know there being salvation in the light of the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. But which is funny because William Defoe's character is the one who's really obsessed with the lighthouse. But we don't really see that yet. He just doesn't want anyone near it. 
Yeah, like when that scene when you were talking about with the 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 with giant keg, when he goes up there, he unlocks the hatch, goes up, closes and then it, and locks, locks it. the hatch exactly. behind him. It's just him and the other guy on this island. Yeah, there's no but one else there. But he is so protective of that light. Yeah. So, anyway, now as he's doing Charlie work the next day, this one seabird is kind of giving him shit. You know, um, won't get out of his way. It won't get out of his way. He's got the coal just and everything. Him. And he kind of like throws a piece of coal i think at it mm-hmm. and then later he gets warned by the wiki yo don't fuck with birds it's really bad luck remember how traditional bad luck to kill a seabird and we i think that is this it now where he tells him about the legend of the seabirds or is it later i would just say it now he yeah. believes that uh seagulls and this is like a common thing apparently back then that seagulls are rumored to be the souls of dead seamen looking for port or looking for shore right Mm -hmm. now there's another thing about this which i thought was kind of odd this might come because the first seaman ever uh of recorded history with a compass was the vikings and they thought the same thing about ravens did they i didn't know oh yeah you didn't know that no so on a viking battlefield when the ravens would come and like eat you know the dead they thought that was like their souls like going to valhalla And that's why they respected ravens so much, because they were like the guardians of the dead. But also, it was it was a way that, like, by eating you, they're carrying you to Valhalla. No idea. There you go. I know very little about Norse paganism. Oh, dude, I'm all into it. So, um, I've always loved Norse uh, paganism. I don't know why. That's why I always play dwarf. (laughs) So, (laughs) even though they have nothing to do with nothing, but apparently they were shorter and stoutier. So, uh, where the hell were we? Uh, yeah. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Okay. So now this is where shit gets weird. The next morning he goes to get some water, right? Or am I correct or am I off here? There's a lot going on in this There's movie. There's a lot. We're, we're all over the place, but also so is this movie. So keep Oh, going. no, no, no. We cut back to, uh, yeah, um, let's see. We, he's... Okay, now we see Zach the mate. Zach is not losing it here. No, this, this movie, movie is just has, losing it. Has Lost things me. that go in and out of context and in and out of order sometimes. So you feel like, did this happen? Did it really happen? Yeah, did it happen before exactly. This? And there's so many scenes that are similar but yet different. Mm-hmm. So this is the scene where he's like whacking his white white whale, right? And then the seagull catches him and like taps on the glass. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think he was doing that. He was just laying there having trouble sleeping and the seagulls tapping on the glass, tapping on the glass. Exactly. Uh, irritating him. But he, but he is jerking off though. I didn't notice. He was. How could you not? Because then he goes out well, into you know, the shed. It's, it's, it's not like when he's himself. really jerking off. It's just you see him kind of like heavy breathing and looking down and then you hear it. And like, obviously, you know what? I just put two and two together, right? Sorry, I was looking at the bird. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> so now um, the captain dresses him do- uh, down again the next day. Like, why aren't you doing whoa, 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 your chore? No, no, oh, no. oh, he oh. goes out into the shed at this point because he can't do it in his room because he's getting abused by the seabird who yeah. keeps tapping on his window. So he goes down into the shed and he is just going to town on himself. But he's also having these mental flashes where he's seeing um, the siren girl. He's seeing the siren girl. And you he's see seeing- where she would lay eggs is like vaginal. It's yonic imagery. Yeah, it, it looked like, you know, shark 
fins. Uh, and then there was uh, the seagull. And then we saw the logs again. Mm-hmm. And somebody with short blonde hair, a, a guy with like short white or blonde hair. Oh, yes. Who we didn't know who that was. Um, and then we see... And before he goes to town on her, she's covered in like kelp and moss. And we think it's him. Or it looks like the blonde guy. And then as he removes the kelp and moss, it becomes the siren. It all happens so quick. But the I only swear, other- he thinks it's a man washed up to shore, and then he starts, and then it turns into, you see, like, the gills underneath her ribs, and then that's you see different. her face. That, that's oh, later. that's different. That's okay. later. Yeah, but um, you also see, uh, oh, God, what was the other thing? It was the seagull. It was the, Oh, and then uh, tentacles. You see a lot of tentacles. Oh, yeah, there's a lot Just of- Just like a mass of, like- octopus tentacles which really puts this in the realm of like hp lovecraft it's just okay where's cthulhu plus i have that that there's a thing where um some people have this weird fear it's where uh hands and feet or just like the honeycomb thing on skin bothers people trypophobia i have that so tentacles bother me in fact one day on a dare, and it took a lot of sake, it was at a uh sashimi bar where I, i had to eat an octopus they call it taco uh, T-A-C-O and they, whatever oh, you are Hawaiian you you have more knowledge of sushi than I do so uh, I do uh, anyway I, I have that so this movie did unnerve me when I see that shit that's why you know those old especially the really old ones the pictures of like Krakens taking shit down and stuff it always flips me out and they're always dark and black and white and shit like this so this movie kind of captures that it definitely does and uh the next morning, though, the the captain or the wiki, whatever you want to call him, Duvall's character, just dresses him down like you're not getting your work done, you're taking too fucking long, you know this and that, and and he he call he goes, uh, you know, he's like, you he goes, I mopped and swept it twice, and he goes, then you'll do it ten more times after that, and by the way. If I have to make you remove every nail and suck it off until it's chrome and put it back together five times over, you'll do what I say, you know. And he and he's like, and you'll do it with a smile because you'll like it, and you like it because I say you like it. So this gave me a glimpse into the wiki, as if, and he even says at one point, you know, uh, well, they're going to know each other later, but he'll, he'll mention this. I got the feeling that this place is cursed. And it's kind of like the movie Christine, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it calls the, the lighthouse itself is the siren. And once again, and I'm going to jump into this right now. This parallels our character, the assistant, Robert Pattinson's character, yeah. because you notice a decline in the state of the lighthouse itself. And it gets dirtier and other things happen yeah. as his mental state decline so the actual, this is the beginning of that the actual term gaslighting i know a lot of people use that politically but here's actually where it comes from it was a couple and the man did not want to be married to his wife so what he would do is during the winter he would go downstairs and turn off the pilot light she would say i'm cold and he would just be like nothing's wrong and then uh she would go down right and right before she got to it, he would light the gaslight and see, see, everything's cool. And he would keep doing this. And eventually she went mad and committed suicide. That's kind of like what this is to me. It's, it's, he is being gaslit. Like everything he's doing, it, you know, he seems to be doing it. It's fine. There's even a scene coming up next where he's painting the lighthouse white, right? 
and it's brand new coat of paint, and the next scene, it's dirty again. Did you notice that? I did. You did notice that. But also- An with- accident happens while painting it. Yeah, but not just that, going back to the gaslighting, we see Robert Pattinson sitting there still, and the person belaying him, holding it, is Willem Dafoe's character, yes. telling him, quit squirming. He's like, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you, yes, are. you are. You're flailing around. And he goes, stop flailing. Yeah. And he he's says, like, I'm, I'm not. And, and he goes, you're in the best of hands. I don't understand why you're so scared. And then- uh, Gaslighting. There you go. And then uh, the rope snaps. He falls. The winch. Black. The winch snaps. It's not like he's trying to kill him. No. But the winch itself breaks in two, and he falls down and he hits his head, and then he wakes up with this—the same bird, this seagull that's been taunting him. It's, not the same bird. Oh, it's not. I thought it was. It has this, one eye. This is the one-eyed bird. Ah, so here we have the one-eyed bird, and I think it gets its one eye when he throws the coal at it, because I had the feeling that it was the same bird. I don't think it is. I think it's foreshadowing, but we'll get to that later. Also, I think that bird happens to be the last. Caretaker, that's just me. Thank you. Yes, that, you got that too. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. So it wasn't just me. It is All right. the souls of dead sailors. Yeah. So. so I think it was like warning him, you know, instead of, you know, and because I think it, at first I thought it was just an annoyance, but now I think it was kind of a spirit guide. And what happens next? Kind of, he's like, you're on your own, dude. So uh, after this, right? Um, they're they're at dinner. And oh, did we do the scene where he's uh, no, where he looks up into the into the lighthouse while the no, not yet. Okay, that's later. That's okay. coming. That's coming. Sorry. So the well, I mean, I'm try- I was trying to go continuity order here. No, we're but- only on page two, and we're already thirty minutes in. God, it's hard to tell where continuity is with this. Keep going. It is. So, um, he's awakened by the one-eyed seagull when he's on the ground, right? And then, and you know, after the fall. Now it's the next day at dinner, and the captain kind of wants to know his backstory because he's usually the one spinning the tales. So uh, then, you know, he says his name is uh, um, Winslow. Uh, Winslow, and Ephraim Winslow, and he talks about that he was a logger, and uh, you know, he kind of says, uh, well, "Why did you leave?" And he says, "Well, you get sick of seeing the color green, and also, you know, it's there's there's a." lot of work and I just wasn't making that much money and I read in the paper that you can make $680 to um, $1,000 per year doing this. Now, let's do the inflation math. Oh, don't make me do math. Oh, no, no, I'll do it for you. So, what he's saying is now, if I'm not mistaken from our calculations, he'd be making probably about $100,000 to $180,000 a year doing this instead. Which is not a bad gig. That's a pretty good gig. That's a pretty good gig. But also, you know, being remote, those yeah. jobs suck. Yeah, because you're, what, six or, sorry, four weeks on and probably one week off. And then you could get stranded and you don't get, like, hazard pay for that. There's no overtime here. Well, back then it was also probably four weeks on, four weeks off, you know. So oh, you think knows? it was four weeks, four weeks? I think it was more like a whaler where it'd be, like, four weeks, one week or four weeks, two weeks. Pretty sure it's a A-shift, B-shift thing. Oh, okay. You might be right. You're probably right. Anyway, so they kind of get to know each other, and uh, then it also yeah we jumping in. Tom actually tells his name, so uh, his name is Tom Wicky. No, Tom Wick. But that Tom comes Wick. Later. Yes, but he does he does tell him his name is Tom, and then he starts grilling him. He wants to know more, like why would you just quit this business? And, and he deflects hard. hardcore because I mean uh, Tom initially is like what what's the matter? You just got tired of trees and. 
if after some prodding, he's like, yeah, like you said, I just got tired of trees. And he's like, ah, same old story then. And also, too, he tells him that, you know, he just wants to earn enough money to quit, buy a cabin in the middle of nowhere, and just live. He doesn't even say raising a family necessarily. He just wants to live. He just no wants to escape, yep. you know. And that's when Tom goes, so you're running for something. You're a drifter. And he goes, no, no, I'm not a drifter. What is wrong with somebody just trying to restart their life? And you're like, oh, okay. Something. Backstory. Backstory. So then we see Tom's backstory, and he says that he had a, a lady, maybe a wife, but he used 13 Christmases at sea, meaning he's 13 years at sea, and she kind of just said, fuck it, I'm, I'm gone. Now I thought about this. Who's at sea for 13 fucking years? Or maybe he was... On and off, but still. Yeah, maybe he was just always gone around Christmas, which also, not good. So, yeah, and this is where, you know... You'll get divorced over that. Yeah, and this is also where he goes, I I saw you throwing coal at that bird, leave him alone. And this is where that whole reincarnated sailor thing goes. And he goes, I'm not fucking around either. And I don't think... Do they toast? That's when the slap comes. That's when the slap comes, but they don't have a drink yet. They don't toast. It's like, uh, make me coffee. Just I, I, We need yeah. coffee. He'll he goes, maybe if we... It's going to be a long night. There might be a storm. Maybe we should just have some coffee and, and uh, uh, clear our heads, right? Yeah. So now, uh, Winslow uh, sees the captain. He follows the captain because he's... I, I don't know. Maybe the captain couldn't sleep and neither could he because of the coffee. But he follows Winslow up. Now, the door to the top of the lighthouse where the lamplight is, is locked. But it is a grating where you could see up. And he's jerking it, you think? Because you see, you know, he's not wearing any shoes or nothing. And he's moving around pretty vigorously. And we've seen him up there before with his shirt off. And then we see a jism and we're like, ew. A slime of some kind. Kind. Yeah, and it's like. Why is there? Sl- oh, okay, I think I know. And, and then, then there's, there's way too much. It. Exactly. And, and it's you're like, like, what is that? And then we see like the tail or a tentacle looks like aliens. I just wrote down aliens gonna come. It was a tentacle. It looked like a giant octopus tentacle. And then a lot of th- yeah goo, just a lot of goo. A lot of tentacles. A lot of goo. A lot of just Cthulhu nightmare stuff. If you don't like tentacles, yeah, this is not your movie. So then. The next morning, uh, Winslow goes up to get some water, and again, it's tainted. And he's like, "What the fuck, man?" So he he goes. But that's the, w- the weird part. He just it's we don't hear, see him wake up. We don't know if this is a dream. We don't know yeah. if that actually happened. You just see him going to it's it's light outside, and he goes over to the pump, and he pumps, and he's like, "Ugh!" So he goes outside, and in that well, Sludge. there's there's a dead seagull there. It's still half alive. It's still It's moving. in there. Yeah. And then when he's about to fish it out or whatever, we see the one-eyed gull kind of come and it stops and it stands there and it squawks at him a few times. And then it lunges at him and he grabs it and just- Freaks out. He beats it like two kids playing pillow fight, man. He grabs it by the, the tail feathers and the, and the feet and for a good, and this doesn't- Like Hulk grabbing Loki and slamming him around. For 35 seconds. But if Loki was a seagull. Yeah, and 35 seconds doesn't sound like a lot, but check it out. And just smack. That is smack, six seconds. Smack, smack. That's six seconds, so times that by six. That's how long it is. And it is brutal, and now here's where the movie goes to act two, I believe. This is where shit gets kind of crazy. Now, this is what I was saying. I think that may have been his like spirit, like his animal spirit, like get out, dude. Yeah, something, something's not something's right. gonna happen. 
And at this point too, right when he does that, you see the uh, the wind vane, the weather vane. It turns from going north south, kind of just steady, to just whoosh, straight up west. Oh, it was going wet. No, it was going oh, west, west, and then it switches to northeast. Yes. Yeah. But it, but instead of just kind of swaying, it's just like straight. Like, oh, you're getting a strong wind yeah, kind of like thing. Something changed immediately in that instance. So yeah. Anyway, now we see him working, and then we see uh, Wick comes up. Tom Wick comes up and he says, hey, is everything all right? He's like, you're going to be out of here pretty soon. You know, what's going on? Are you keeping secrets from me? And he goes, no, I just need help boarding up um, one of the buildings because I guess that's where the wind is coming through or they suspect a storm or something yeah. like that. Well, he was saying, you know, it's like, ah, good, good riddance to this. You know, I don't want this wind anymore. And he's like, stupid. That was a that was a breeze. Yeah. Like, what's coming now is going to suck. Yeah. You just don't know because you've never been. At you've sea. never been here. Yeah. You've yeah. never been here before. And because this is an island, you're going to get those, you know, uh, tropical storms rolling in because mm-hmm. I, I would assume this is on the West Coast because they do mention Oregon and California. They mentioned it, but no, uh, he was up in Canada and uh, near He said where Montreal. Oregon meets. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think they're on the East Coast. Okay. Lighthouses are more East Coast thing, I think. You're probably right. Because there wasn't too many sea vessels going to California at the time it was made. Yeah, you, you're probably right. I that that actually makes a lot more sense. So this is probably north of Maine. Also, uh, Robert Pattinson's really awesome. Like, is that a Boston accent or... It's old timey, but also Boston, so it's kind of hard for me to place. Well, the I don't Bos- know. the Boston accent is is the original American accent, so it's ever Pennsylvania. Yeah, so you're probably right. I'm picturing my old military buddy who had the thickest Boston accent, and I'm like, okay, it sounds like that, but also old timey in like 1920s, so it's kind of hard to tell. And then Willem Dafoe's uh, just old pirate accent. <laughs> so now, after they board up, they finally do have a toast, right? Uh, well, first they they actually they pull up. I think it is Maine because they pull up a lobster trap. Now, here's the thing. He goes, oh, I won't tell anybody this and that because these are, uh, and this still goes on. There's even a Seinfeld episode about it where lobster traps are commercially governmentally protected. So if there's a lobster trap, it is illegal to actually pull one up. I don't know. Did you know that? No. It's true. Um, they're, they're like protected by some like weird sea union that, that abides by like sea law. So you're not allowed to touch a lobster trap whatsoever. Never heard of it. I know. Isn't it weird? It's true though. There's probably people nodding their heads listening right now going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone I know has always dived down and grabbed lobsters by hand. So I don't know. About there traps. you go. Well, the traps <laughs> itself, they are illegal unless you have a certain kind of license for them. Now I didn't know it went back to the twenties or thirties or, or late teens, wherever this was filmed, but they, they do that, and he's like, I promise I won't tell anybody. So now that they have this lobster feast, and uh, it seems like the best food, because they look like they're eating just potatoes and, like, shredded chicken or shredded, probably not chicken, probably, like, shredded pig. Probably, like, canned meat of some kind. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be gross. Now they're finally, uh, no, I don't, you know what? I think you might be wrong about that. I don't think canned meat was a thing till World War II. Oh, so this is just salted pork. I think it's just salted shredded pork. Oh, it sucks. Where they just put it in brine and let it just kind of like dissolve on its own. Um, Because that's when semen didn't have that till later. uh, Till at least after. Because World War II is where there was actually canned food processing and stuff. Anyway. 
Um, did you know there's a really cool YouTube channel? I don't know if it's still around, but it, it was for a while where this guy just collected MREs from the Civil War on and he would eat them. So it's not a, probably not around anymore because he's dead. <laughs> I cannot or, imagine eating something. Or he has the best immune system ever. No, sometimes he'd have to spit out the food and go, this is unedible. But there's a couple of them he liked, like um, the Four Fingers of Death, which is four hot dogs with like this evil gravy that you mix. To anyway, Ugh. you know what? I'll have to find it and send it to you. Um, if I find it, I'll tell you what. I'll put it on our Patreon. Modern uh, MREs are not good. Because, I don't want one from the Civil War. Because <laughs> uh, I I could put videos on our Patreon for you guys to look at. So I'll do that if I find it. Um. Anyway, they're fi- they're eating and they're they're finally drinking and now you know, Tom actually tells him you know his name and everything else and and, and by the way before. Before this, Winslow keeps saying, stop calling me lad, call me Linslow. And he calls him lad a few minutes. He goes, stop calling me lad, call me Winslow. And I think in order maybe to establish an innocence of character or like, this is my new identity, fuck off kind of thing. Did you get that? I I did, but also it seemed like he wanted respect. He was tired of lad. I thought that too. And then later on, I'm like, no, he's trying to establish evidence that he is a new person. That's what I got out of it later, but at first, yeah, I thought it was like a respect thing. No, I, I see it now that you've said it. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So they get fucking hammered, hammered, right? Oh, yeah. They just shot after shot of what I assume is corn liquor. <laughs> Something. Yeah. And, and uh, by the way, so this is supposed to be his last day. This is supposed to be the end of the four weeks. Um, and anyway, both they awake really hungover. And, uh, you know... Winslow, well, they don't awake yet. Winslow wakes up first, and they're both in their, like, long john pajamas. And uh, uh, Winslow gets up, and he takes out the bedpans, and he goes to the cliff to empty them. And I don't understand why they have these bedpans when they could just shit outside or piss outside. Well, you don't. You have to get up. You have to go downstairs. You have to put something on. I think, yeah, no. That, that, that's doing too much. Uh, so they're Gatorade bottling it. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'd still rather wash my ass with ocean water than just let it get all nasty i don't know what they i think they use these brushes but still that's gross maybe they just picked up like a sea sponge and went i don't know the wiping policies all i know is that we did see willem dafoe use the many times the bedpan many times just but no he he peed right in it and got up and then walked outside i'm like bud you couldn't i know i that bothered (laughs) me too it's kind of like is he doing it to torture him Possibly. And then farted in his face, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten to fart number five yet. So Not yet. Not yet. So now he's uh, Winslow's taking it out in the morning, and when he throws it, there's a wave crashes, and so the wind blows all the piss and shit right on him. And he just goes, ah! Screams, top of his lungs. It's like he cannot wait to get out of here, right? And also, too, I was thinking about this. You know when you're hungover, any smell, even like bacon and eggs cooking, will make you go, ah! How bad was this? I mean, I haven't been that hungover in a long time since I was in, like, Reno or Vegas, but fuck, man. Like, when you're that hungover, smells just get to you. Yeah. And now. Yes. Now. Winslow is taking out the bedpans. Uh, he tends to the coal, right? But then, all of a sudden, he sees a body of a woman. Washed up on the beach. And it looks like what he saw earlier, right? So, this is when, you know, he runs over and, you know, he sees the siren. Right. And 
this part is weird. Like, this is where I think we see more tentacles and shit's just odd and, and shit. Because no, this no, part no, no. threw that me. Was during the, that was during the nightmare is when we see okay. the tentacles and stuff. This time, it's, you know, she's there and he's there too. He grabs her face, moves his hand down her body, and stops because he sees gills, like where yeah. her hips are. And he keeps going down and then there's scales in the tail. And she wakes up and looks at him and just does this screech. Yeah, that part. The, sc- the scream in this is like one of the scariest uh Things about her too. So it it it's that same like humpback whale scaled up, but also mm-hmm. shrill and kind of sounds. Go with me there, like the seagull screaming at him. Ooh, I didn't even get that. Oh mm. nope, yeah, keep going with there it. There you go. All right, so, all right. And then freaks him out, and he runs screaming back to the lighthouse. And here's the thing: when he goes back in, the uh, you know the the wiki uh, Mr. Tom Wick like doesn't even. He's like, "Are you okay?" Why are you screaming? Yeah, why are you screaming? And he goes, you smell like shit. And he goes, nothing. He's like, well, your boat's gonna arrive, so you know, do what you can before you have to leave. But the boat never comes because there's this huge storm that comes, right? And they start speculating maybe we slept through it coming in the morning, but that's kind of asinine because don't you think they'd at least come and knock on the door? Seeing how this is U.S. government property. Yep. And then that leads them into the whole tale of. Oh, oh, yeah, this is where he says, you know, oh, well, this has happened before when there was a bad storm where they didn't want to launch or land, and some poor bastard got stuck out here for seven months. Yes. <laughs> and he starts yelling at him about, you were overeating and and this and that, and we only had four weeks. Like, what were you thinking? You haven't been rationing. You haven't been rationing. And the funny thing is, is this is when he tells him, you know, I don't even like your fucking cooking. I, I haven't been eating all the food. You're the one that's been cooking everything and everything else. Yep. And he tells him, you know, it's like, it's only been a day. What do you mean, you know, we're out of food? And he's like, weeks. Winslow, we've been here for weeks. Yeah. What, what do you mean a day? You keep telling me this every day. And Winslow's thinking, it's only been a day. What are you talking about? I didn't and we even... don't know who's crazy and who's not. Now, when you said that, and I was watching it, I thought he was saying, it's only been a day since they haven't came. Yeah, it's only been a day since they haven't come. Came. But he's saying, uh, Tom yeah. is saying, no, we've been here weeks now, more than we were supposed to. Like, yeah. The boat was supposed to come weeks ago, so who knows how long they've actually been. That is what threw me, and that's why I wrote down but it's only been a day since they weren't supposed to get picked up and they were supposed to be there for four weeks. So is he getting gaslit or is he losing his mind? Exactly. I, I, that's okay. Here's where the movie gets really. So if I were to rate this on Rotten Tomatoes, everything before this part of the movie, I would give a 20, maybe a 22. Damn. This is where the movie goes. I give it a 50. So I add it together because this is where the movie is fucking awesome. Right. Off the rails. If you could stand up to this point, you're in for a treat, baby. If you could just stand, and I guarantee if I were to rewatch this movie, I would appreciate it more just because it was, it was like going to the dentist for the first part. It's like, okay. It wasn't that bad. Well, here's the thing. The characters don't really establish themselves till the night they eat the, the crab. It just kind of seems like someone doing labor with like grim music and, and really claustrophobic shots. But yeah, now, beautiful shots, great music, uh, really eerie shots. Not act- necessarily anything exciting. Also, 
Also, the the acting, William Defoe just acts like Captain Ahab and is like, okay, whatever, you could do better. Now is where he really shines. And also, here's where Team Edward really shines, right? Oh, yeah. you, you I told you that this is the movie that made me respect Robert Pattinson as an actor. Way better than Batman. Just saying. Well, definitely better than Edward. So let's, yes. let's go with there. But he did an amazing job with a... He, Almost out crazied Willem Dafoe. He did not get overshadowed in yeah, this movie. No, they're they, they're powerhouses, both of them. This is like Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, except for a better match. Um, I just meant like with intensity. Yes. So now they're getting like really, really, really hammered, you know. And and he's like, "What? Uh, you know, this is where like the drinking really ramps ramps up." They find a box of provisions. Um, yes, but the provisions isn't provisions. It's just a, a case or more, like I think 16 bottles of whiskey or grain alcohol or whatever it is. Yep. And so because they're out of food, they kind of have to... Now, that was just one scene before where they're talking about, we've been here for weeks, not, not a day or whatever. And he's like, you know, I fucking hate your cooking. I just want a steak. If I could only have a steak, I'd fuck it. Just a rare, juicy, meaty steak. And... He's like, you went mad, boy, kind of thing. You're drunk. You're drunk. You're drunk. It's like, yeah. And, and he goes, and he goes, you take it back. You like my food. And he goes, I fucking you're hate your food. You're fond of me lobster. And he goes, but you're fond of the lobster. And and he's like, admit it. You're fond of the lobster. Admit it. You're fond of the lobster. And then finally, he's had enough and he throws a curse on him. And I think if I press this button. Say it. Say it. I don't have to say nothing. Danny! Let Neptune strike ye dead, Winslow! Hark! Hark! Triton! Hark! Bellow! Bid our father, the Sea King, rise from the depths full, foul in his fury, black waves teeming with salt foam. To smother this young mouth with punch and slime. To choke ye, engorging your organs till ye turn blue and bloated with builds and brine and can scream no more. Only when he, crowned in cockle shells with slithering tentacle tail and steaming beard, take up his fell befinned arm. His coral tine trident screeches banshee-like in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet, bursting ye, a bulging bladder no more, but a blasted bloody film now a nothing for the harpies and the souls of dead sailors to pick and claw and feed upon only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself. Forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, forgotten even to the sea, for any stuff or part of Winslow, even any scantling of your soul is Winslow no more, but is now Itself the sea. This is Peter. This is Peter. And you're listening to the Night Party Podcast. So- 
that's a common mistake that I make once in a while. God damn it, Peter, get out of here. I'm sorry, he cursed me. That was my bad. Yeah. Uh, that, and that is the best curse in cinema. That was not just fuck you. That was fuck your entire existence out of existence by way of the god of the sea. And then Peter came. And then Peter came. But he's the green man, so it's different. <laughs> Did you notice, though, everything he says in that curse comes true? He does. No, think about it. He says that you'll be picked by dead sailors. Mm-hmm. On the, on the ba- yep. on, on harpies on the banks where the sea will swallow you whole and nothing will remain mm-hmm. and you, and you will be nothing but the sea and uh, uh, Triton's uh, yeah, yeah exactly his his uh, fucking trident trident thing yeah into his gullet and yeah everything that he says happens to him it's just very poetic now like I, I said best curse i gotta give it up to robert duvall and apologize for that audio error but here's why robert duvall does this and it's not a behind the back shot you Willem see his foe my man what did i say alec duvall you said robert duvall robert duvall this is not Sorry. lonesome dove this is lighthouse my bad i like <laughs> i like lonesome dove you know who else was in that Bret the hitman hart Bret hart was in lonesome dove you didn't know that Okay, Lonesome Dove might be next. Okay, well, Coming it was soon. The Knife Party Podcast. There you go, Lonesome Dove. Um, William DeVoe nails this, and it's in, I don't know how many takes they did this, but he does it in one take in one shot. That clip I played you is two and a half minutes long. It has tons of words that one does not normally say. So that was a lot was, of alliteration with the bees. And you do not see his eyes move, meaning he's not reading a script. No, he is that's laser from focused. Memory. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It, it was the best curse rant and also probably monologue of Willem Dafoe's career. Ooh. I'm throwing that out there. I stand by it. We you need a rewatch platoon. That's that's all I'm asking you to Fine. do. And then at the end, he goes, fine, I like your lobster. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, he says, fine, your cooking is not that bad. No, he said, fine, have it your way. I enjoyed your cooking. Okay, yeah. but what he should have said is, fine, your lobster is good. Like, yeah. I, I thought, or I did enjoy the lobster. I thought there there was going to be a moment of levity. No. It, it was slight. Slight. But, and then there's the shot lingers for a few seconds more than it should of, the, of him sitting in the corner, just fine, whatever. And uh, Willem Dafoe's character just standing over him and just, well, what do we do now? And then it cuts to the next scene. Well, wait. Speaking of gaslighting, what were you talking about, Peter? What? You just mentioned Peter? What was that about? Oh, you're going to cut that part out. What part? You hit the wrong button. No, we just heard the curse. He's gaslighting. Nothing happened. I just, I played the thing. We were talking about how great the scene was. Then you said something about Platoon. Hark! I don't I don't understand. I think this is the greatest curse and performance, even over American Psycho, and you're over here talking about Platoon. Okay. I, I see where we're going with this. Can we get back to the movie? No. Sorry, I'm a little drunk. Alright. You're drunk! <laughs> you're drunk! <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, he tries to break into the lighthouse, right, with this like lockpick, and but his his lockpicking skill is only at a fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's using a knife and not using a uh, bobby pin. And the weird thing about this knife, though, is it's got a curvature to it. 
did you notice that how it kind of has like kind of like a, the square hook kind of front? Anyway, no, it got that when it broke. In oh the lock. yeah, okay, cool. And he's like, oh, this is perfect for going and picking the lock of the the secretary thing. Exactly. So um, after this, Winslow, you know, he he tries to he tries to steal the the keys as as a uh, um, uh, Wick is sleeping, and he gets busted. And he goes, "Why are you wearing your boots upstairs?" And he goes. Uh, oh, he said. He said uh, it's a funny way to wear your boots because he took his boots and put them in his back pocket so he wouldn't yeah, make noise. Exactly. Walking on up to him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. And uh, he says, "I just didn't want to awake you because it's going to be light soon." He goes, "Well, get some rest and get to your fucking chores at this point, right?" Yeah. And, and then we see the five. the doll scene. Well, first off, they're living off booze at this point. They're out of food. Number five. Oh yeah, number five. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I have that written down right yeah, here. Get your deuce. Yeah. yeah, I wrote it at the end of the scene because I, I like going for number four, for number five. <laughs> so at this point, the living off just fucking booze. We see Winslow is he's when he's moving up the oil like in a in his in his uh, wheelbarrow. There's just like booze floating, and he'll just grab it and drink it. And um, at, besides just that, right. He starts having like wild fantasies about the siren where in one hand he's clutching his doll and the other clan is he's touching his cock and he's just like going straight like just going like did you ever if you ever seen this movie you'll know the reference but if you haven't don't ever watch this movie it reminds me of a serbian film at the very end i've been told not to watch that don't watch that movie yeah i've been told not to watch that movie. but this was very serbian film-esque also, this had some elements of Dead Girl, believe it or not, which is another movie that you should not watch, but is one of the greatest zombie movies of all time. Have is you that ever where seen Rob Zombie got the Dead Girl? Oh no, this came out. Dead I would say, girl. I think this was like twenty eighteen. Yep. Okay, oh no, so. no, sorry, sorry. Uh, twenty, sorry, twenty oh nine or twenty oh eight. It was right before the Obama administration. So after Hellbilly Deluxe, got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think the title is called Dead Girl because it's the only fitting title for it. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, we have uh, he's got this doll and now he's tired of this doll. Remember, the doll is like a siren scrimshaw. So he starts attacking it with a knife. And like, I, I don't know if this is post coitus or what with himself, but he's screaming. He's, and he yeah, stops doing what he's doing and, and he, just starts stabbing. And, the- he, and he's thinking about like this <clears throat> siren girl. And it's just at this point, this movie is See the blonde guy again and yeah, drowning. I, yes. In this point of the movie, this is probably where a we a rewatch is um needed. Because I wrote down these notes and they're I'm reading them and I'm like this makes no sense. But then again, it's like I was I was documenting it like why it was going on, right? He pulls up uh him sorry, he pronouns about uh he pulls up another crab trap. Because remember, they're starving at this point, mm-hmm. but there's a person's head in there. Who's missing an eye. Ah, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And so he throws it back down because obviously he doesn't want it. You know, the crabs are feeding off it, one would think. And now there's, a, there's some booze left, and we see them getting along again. They're drinking and they're dancing. They're doing sea chanties. And then, uh, then they start slow dancing. Oh yeah, but that that rage jig that he was doing, yeah, towards, that was unsettling. It was. Willem Dafoe's jig. That was a that was a fun, you know. Oh, it looked. Yeah, I mean, it was I, a fun little jig. I have a bad knee. I don't think I can even do that today. Uh, so, anyway, 
then after that slow they, they slow dance and there's almost a kiss and then they start to like fight Irish style like the put him up your dukes yeah kind like of where thing. the back of your hands face your opponent that you know 19 that's why it makes me think 1920s 1930s it's, it's you know the, the bare puke, the pugilist if you will mm-hmm. so they're doing this pugilist fighting and then it just cuts to them cuddling and this is where Winslow can't keep his secret anymore nope and he tells the story he goes actually my name's Tom this like, is where things got weird. He gets confused, like, and Tom's like, "I'm Tom." He's like, "No, I'm Tom." He's like, no, I'm Tom. He goes, You're Winslow. He goes, "No, I've always been Tom." Yep. And it gets confusing. It's like, what? I know, going on, bud. By the way, I really thank you for having me on your podcast, dude. I've always I wanted to do this movie for a minute. This isn't fair, man, because I'm already confused. Don't do this to me. (laughs) Well, I mean, dude, this is episode 70, and I know you've been doing this for a minute, and I was just so excited to do this. (laughs) This is Beto. So, I mean, just thank you for having me on. You're going to pay for that. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, at this point, Tom Wiki, I have to write down their names now. So Winslow is going to be referred to still as not Tom Winslow. We're just going to keep it to Winslow. But and it's not Tom Winslow. It's Tom Howard. But then we're going to call Tom Wiki just Tom Wiki. Tom Wick. No, it's Wiki. Title is Wiki. His, his name is actually Tom Wick. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, That's why it's kind of funny. His last name is Wick and he's a Wiki. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of. So John Wick then is like, you shouldn't have told me that. Why'd you spill your beans? And there's a keep thing about why you spill your beans i think this goes back to the fart theory oh so spilling your beans ties into the fart thing well i mean you know beans beans the musical fruit the more you eat the more you toot the more you toot the fatter you feel we should have beans for every meal but there's no more tooting after this so you're right that was the last and final part spilled the beans he couldn't eat any more beans exactly ah see See what i mean it all makes sense now yes that's why my bean theory that i just told you about and they're out of food at this point Mm-hmm. Oh, so can, they're living off alcohol. Can I can I talk to the part where he? It's your show. His beans. You invited yeah. me on. Welcome to the Knife Party Podcast. Okay. This is Beto, and you're listening to the Knife Party Podcast. Go ahead. You know you're you're on my show now, so I might take the buttons away from you there. Oh, I, you hired me as your program engineer. <laughs> That's Eli. Does this remind you of the stuff episode? Wait a minute. I am Eli. Who's Eli? Me. Oh. Zach got fired. Remember, you fired him because he wasn't doing a good job. That's right. It's like like four or five months ago. He wouldn't stop playing with the buttons. Anyway, so Tom Which Winslow. One? Okay, Tom Winslow. Yeah, Winslow. Tom Howard. You see the person we know, Robert Pattinson, Edward, is sitting on a bed, and he's confessing everything, which yes. is weird because he was just downstairs, sloppingly drunk, laid down with uh, Tom Wick on his chest. Yeah, they were like in arms or something. Yeah. And now he's upstairs. He's like, stop confessing to me, boy. Stop confessing. Yeah, he's like, I trust. I don't trust you. You know, you ever been that drunk? To oh where yeah. To where you love somebody Dude. and then you want to fight? Dude, him? it's me, Eli. I've been that drunk all the time. Fine. <laughs> I've been there as well. So we go upstairs and a much more put together. I love you, man. Oh, mo- sorry. A much more put together and a much more dressed uh, Robert Pattinson is talking about why he has that different name earlier. When uh, the hark thing went on and he was drunk, he yeah. talked about 
he, he kind of talked about his foreman at his logging company job. Mm. And he said, my foreman, Tom. He's like, Tom? Or no, he says foreman, Winslow. He's like, wait, for Winslow? Who's Winslow? Exactly. And they kind of gloss over it. You find out Ephraim Winslow was his foreman at his logging job. And an accident happened. An accident that it was an accident, but he could have saved this guy. They were logging, and when they when they do these logging runs, the logs float downriver. Uh, Winslow, apparently, the real Winslow, slipped. And Tom, after getting driven really hard all day and being called a dog, kind of like Tom mm-hmm. does to him, he thought to himself, you know, after seeing him fall, I'm just going to stand just, here. And have a cigarette. I'm just going to stand here. And he said his only thought was, I want to smoke. smoke. Yeah. Decided to pack up all of Winslow's shit as his and go around parading as Winslow because Winslow has a clean slate. Now, remember there, I don't, I know you're an anime guy. Um, do you remember the Gundam Wing episode about this? There was the same exact story. It was called this, I think the episode was called The Sword Fighter. No, that you're talking about Troa. Yeah, where that he was ta- in Endless Waltz, where he takes Troa's name. Yes, yes, yes. That reminded me of this. Mm-hmm. Like you I was like, whoa, the real Troa, you know, and get shot, and then just who, who are you? I'm nobody. Well, he has a name. I guess I'll take that. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, cool, you're Troa. Part, get in the Gundam. That is exactly what I got from this. Now, obviously, this is a trope that went around for a long time. Deserters would take other people's name or titles. I mean, fuck. There's a whole book about it called The Count of Monte Cristo. But at the same time, for whatever reason, maybe it's because you were in the room, you know, and I was like, huh, I wonder if I should bring up the Gundam thing. Okay, and and I didn't even write it down. It just it just popped in my head. I'm like, did, did this remind you of the Gundam thing? Anyway. Yeah. So uh, after... So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. So we've come to find out that the blonde guy that we've been seeing is actually the real Winslow in his visions. Mm. And that's why he's surrounded by logs and usually drowned in water. Mm. And he also cursed... Tom before he died. I didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said, you know, curse you, Winslow. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But he, got, did, he didn't go on like a long. Logs. Yeah. He didn't go on a long one because yeah. he was actively drowning. <laughs> so that's weird to get cursed twice in one lifetime. Oh, yeah. But mm, you know, mm. only twice. Only twice. Foreshadowing. So we see him get done confessing and he looks up as across the across the little bunk room to where, uh, the real Tom, or sorry, Tom, Tom Wick, right? Tom Wick should be in his bed and he's not there. And we kind of look down the hall and you hear just kind of off in the distance. Why'd you spill your beans? Why'd you spill your beans? And it goes throughout the house into the tunnel that goes up to the lighthouse and spirals up the lighthouse. Now, this is a really cool shot. And when it goes up, I got this weird thing like... When he he goes up to the very top, and then we see a body. We see a body, and it happens to be the real Winslow, Mm -hmm. or at least we think. But then we see uh, Tom Wick, and he looks like Neptune. Like he's all buff and shit, and his eyes are like lights. That is a famous painting, and god damn it, I should have pulled it up. I I can't remember the name of it. But there is a famous painting. I know which one you're talking about. Where there's, you know, it's mostly a dark background. There's a, you know, not really buff, but a muscular guy standing there naked with light coming out of his eyes and someone isn't it in Dante's? Below. I don't think it's Dante's Inferno, but there's a painting where it's like that and someone is has light it's, coming out of their eyes and the, mouth. It's the same dude that did a Lucifer Eats His Child. 
it's the same guy that that painted that though and it's it's definitely the same style so we're talking like dark uh after dark age renaissance italian um but there's there's a lot of like really cool art by this i know exact the style of art it, if you go to uh what is it dark pics or underscore dark pics on on instagram they always are showing this really cool hypnosis Hypnosis. That's the name of the painting is hypnosis. All right. Well, I'm going to have to Google that afterward, but I, I guarantee you're right about this. I mean, it's your show after all. So uh, after this, there's this dream sequence. There's not even like an awake, right? Then we see, we see after this that Winslow just, Tom Winslow, Tom Harker, whatever his fucking name is. He wants off. Robert Pattinson. There you go. Uh, Team Edward wants off this goddamn island. So he's just going, screw it. I'm going to take the lifeboat. Even during the storm, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna risk it. And then here and comes then, Johnny. I was just about to say that. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we always see uh, Tom Willem Dafoe's character. And Willem Dafoe is just like, Coming you're going to leave me? Fire axe. You're going to leave me? And he just destroys the boat. And then comes after him, and this scene is where it's just space madness at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And you have Tom, uh, Robert Pattinson, running for his life as yes. Gimpy McGee hobbles along, waving an axe over his head like but a madman. But he's way stronger than we thought he was, because he doesn't seem so feeble. No, because he smashes through that light and also in And also in the dream sequence, he's yoked. So it's maybe, is he feigning? Is he playing possum? Does this have anything to do with anything? Like maybe does the lighthouse give him power? Like it's like, uh, you know, the yellow sun of of Earth gives Superman (laughs) his. But we get to the next scene here. They're both in the lighthouse and he doesn't have the axe anymore. It's in the, buried in the table. Mm -hmm. And he's laying into him about how crazy Robert Pattinson is. Why did you attack me with the axe? Why Why did you destroy the boat? Mm-hmm. Like what you know that's gonna come out of your pay. Were you planning on murdering me? Give me that knife. I know you've been having that knife in your pocket the whole time. And he breaks it and throws it in the fire and he goes, You're relieved of your duties, and that's coming out of your pay. And this is weird because now he just seems like an authority figure, and then we have this long I'm going fucking crazy speech mm-hmm. come out of Winslow. Where he's even like raving his hands around he's fucking batshit crazy. He does a good crazy laugh. Oh, he does. Maybe you should have thought about being the Joker instead of Batman. Oh, Just God, saying. I want to see it now. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it'd be good, but it'd be better than uh, Jared Leto. It definitely would. It would. Uh, yeah. So this this is when the movie is just totally off off the rails now. Now this movie is just going everywhere, and it's kind of all from our our perspective. But also now there's more leaks. All the furniture is destroyed. It seems like as as is as they go crazier and crazier, the house becomes more and more destroyed. Yes. So um, there's a novel called What Dreams May Come, which where the movie What Dreams May Come came out. Have you ever heard of it? The Robin Williams movie? I've heard of it. So in that movie, um, if you commit suicide, you go to hell. And in hell, you don't realize you're dead. But you realize you're in your house and as you start to go more and more cabin fever crazy because it, in hell you just it's like solitary confinement your house just keeps breaking down more and more and there's more leaks that will spring and rats will just come and it's kind of like this movie it's as they go more and more insane like it's almost in the beginning of the movie 
he's repairing the spot to keep sane. And once the spot keeps getting more and more destroyed, sanity is left. That's why I really think the lighthouse itself is the siren. And, you know, that's why, um, you know, uh, Tom's character, uh, Wick, he's like, you need to keep this place nice or else... Mm-hmm. You, you know, need to keep your mental health, you know, going. Kind of, or you maybe need some it's self care, bud. Or maybe it's his too. Or maybe it's his because we don't know who's crazy yet. Exactly. And then they finally kind of make a truce because they need to have something. So they start drinking kerosene and honey. They were out of booze yep. and they're way out of food. Yeah. So I I don't know if it was kerosene. It's whatever they were using to fuel to the lamp. Yeah. So I don't know if it's some could be grain alcohol, but. Or or kerosene or something. It's rubbing alcohol. You know, if it's isopropyl oof. alcohol, you can't drink that. But I it's something you're probably not supposed to. Did be they know in your how body. to make that back then? I don't know. I because I don't think you could light a lamp with that. Because yeah, I think I it's think, only forty. Pr- not that I know, but I do know that during um, during saying, the what, quarantine, what bums were stealing hand sanitizer and drinking it. Because they weren't using isopropyl alcohol anymore. Oh. They were using uh, ethanol, which is... Is 40% alcohol by volume. Well, no, edible. That's why um, there were certain... Tangent. There were certain uh, breweries who had switched over to making Tito's. hand sanitizer. Tito's. Yeah, switched over to making hand sanitizer. And then were getting fined by the ATF or FDA for, you know, making... Uh, oh, is the ABC the adult beverage control? I actually have some Tito's uh, hand sanitizer. One of those alphabet boys and get it, defunded. It, you can't. It is exact. It is basically Tito's. It just. It's probably obviously worse for you. It's. I wouldn't drink it. But yeah, if you went through the pandemic and you wanted to know why quarantine hand sanitizer, yeah, pandemic quarantine, and you wanted to know why your hand sanitizer smells like that night where you almost died and bad tequila, um, yeah, because that's what it was made out of. You know the difference between a pandemic and a quarantine. Hmm. A pandemic ensues that the government is trying to keep it quiet and cool a quarantine is where the government is locking you down making you panic it's the opposite (laughs) well one of them first one then the other (laughs) there you go uh yeah there you go so um anyway this place is fucked because there's a huge storm that blows in at the same time right and this storm has got like 60 foot waves and this is the most beautiful be- wave shot. Beautiful. I was just about to say the best cinematography in this whole movie is this. I have not seen waves like that since I was on the North Shore of Hawaii when they were having a big storm. And you see these massive waves coming in. And it's this really horrifying thing to see. Did you see it at night or at day? I saw it during the day. I can't imagine it at night. Dude, I cannot even imagine blue Hawaiian water, like how clear it is. But you know this water is that black green East Coast, yeah, dark water. You know it's just different. I've I've seen uh, Virginia Beach. I yeah. think it was Virginia. Yeah, and it, that water is different. It doesn't look the same. <laughs> so when we wake up, Winslow finds like his log, uh, not his log, but Tom's log, and he starts looking through it. And this is where not some like a log log. It's a, it's a yeah, like a captain's note. log, yeah. a notebook. You know, um, the the lighthouse log, captain's log. And Winslow is is saying, you're a fraud. Everything that you said is bullshit. You weren't a captain of a ship. You've never even been on a ship. Your peg leg is probably even fake. You were never married. You never have semen. You're a goddamn you're a God- liar. And he goes, this might have been, uh, you may have been here before, but you damn sure weren't in charge of the lighthouse. And by the way, I found the other guy's head. And, and then he says like, 
and I'm just sick of your shit. I'm sick of how your breath smells like rotten tooth. I'm sick of how you smell like jism and piss. I'm sick of everything. All your telltales, everything you do is just bullshit. And then... And your goddamn farts. <laughs> and your farts. <laughs> and your goddamn farts. Unfortunately, we don't hear a fart here because the beans have been spilled. <laughs> but then we hear it flap back on him. He claps back like, you listen to yourself. You make yourself. You make me laugh. I laugh at you. And he doubles down on like the pirate talk, mm-hmm. and it just makes him more angry. It does. It gets so weird, right? And none of them really have the upper hand. And 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 then at this point, a melee ensues. They just fuck it. Let's go time. And being the younger, more capable man who's been doing a lot of more manual labor, mm-hmm. Winslow. Like gets him on a just he gets him on in ground control and just starts fucking left right left right left right until you hear you know you're, you're killing me you're killing me and then this is where it gets all old boy it gets weird because he ties a noose around his neck and go oh no first oh, he goes hold on no you're you're over you're glossing over some crazy crazy oh you're the dog part N- no oh no because he starts you know beating on him and everything and then. Lady's hands come up and start oh, caressing fuck, I his about face. This. Yes, and thumb in his mouth, and he starts. You know, I'm like, I'm like, what the hell's and going then, on here? And then he looks and like the Neptune. And then he looks like Neptune again, where he's got coral on his skin and tentacles on his back, and the tentacle starts like, wrapping him. around him. And yeah, the the weird like cockle shells for a crown thing. And Willem Dafoe looks more jacked again, and he's yeah. And this is where Robert Pattinson goes absolutely bananas. I wanted to see him do something like this in that Batman movie where he's just ground and pound beating him. And then you hear, stop, stop, stop you're, you're killing, killing me. me. You're killing me. And he looks down and it's this, you know, sad old man that he's been the whole movie. And it's just, oh, okay. And he goes, well, bark. And he starts barking like a dog and he goes, roll over. And then he puts a noose around his neck and he starts making him, he Walk brings him out. outside and they go to where the provisions, AKA the booze stash was. And he goes, get in there. You belong in there. And then he starts burying him alive. And uh, a lot of uh, creep show references here. I, ju- I just got, uh, you know, I-, I even thought to myself, something to tide you over, episode three of Creep Show. Um, I don't remember Creep Show too well. I got to rewatch that, man. Oh, dude, it's, it, it holds up, man. Ted Danson, dude. And, and believe it or not, the naked gun guy, for, his name escapes me. Um, he's in it too. Uh, I, right when I turn this off, I'm gonna remember it. Um, so next time I'm on your show, remind me, okay? Liam Neeson. No, not Liam Neeson. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Okay. Uh, and as he's burying him, we hear a third curse, but it's kind of like resolutive. It's not really. You'll pay. It, it was the last line. Yeah. You'll pay for this. Um. Then, as he gets back in, he being wins. Well, The funny part here is Is he's swallowing the earth, which is really weird because he can't spit it up. He's too weak. So we see him kind of go limp and everything. Stop talking. And you see uh, Robert Pattinson's character kind of like jump into the hole. And you think he's having a moment of regret of, oh, God, what have I done? He starts to unbury him, starts to unbury him and grabs his keys. And then just throws the body back down. Yeah, like I know. I thought that too. Like, oh, <laughs> like I was like, oh man, maybe he's like he he feels like that they should get off together. And then he's like, lucid moment. And nah, no, nope. no lucid moment. So when he starts to go back in, this is where he gets axed in the back, and it's like a, a one jump scare. 
Or one of our like true jump scares. Yep, he goes to smoke a cigarette and just the lion is mine. Yeah, and he gets boom. an axe and to it the wasn't shoulder. The, yeah, it wasn't the blade of the axe; it was the hook, uh, the pick on the back, Ouch. and just right into it. And it doesn't even phase him. Yeah, yeah. He takes it out, smacks him, and just brains him. Boop! Right in the head. Yeah, we got it. Okay, he's dead now. <laughs> Finally, now we think we are going to see what is in the lighthouse. We have this really cool shot of him going up the spiral staircase, the Nautilus, if you will. He goes to the top, he opens it up, and then there's just like an awe moment. I think it goes for like two or three minutes of him just staring at it, moving around like like a kid's mobile, you know? And then it opens up, and you just see him with all this blood and mud and sand and everything else on him, and he just starts... Not only that, but it not only did it stop and open for him when he turned the latch for the um, for the hatch to go into it. Oop! Don't, don't hit the mic. Uh, when it opened up, it kind of just took itself up. He didn't have to push it. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Open yeah. for him. He goes up, and then the thing stops spinning, and the there's these glass panels that open up to him, and he's staring into it, and we hear this slight chanting. Or did you also hear the sub frequency of that whale song or the siren song too? Yes. Yeah. I heard that. And then there was some chanting, whispering. It reminded me of like Resident. I know I reference Resident Evil 4 every time I'm on here. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of Resident Evil 4 in a lot of horror movies. Let's be honest. So it's just this background of just. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, when you see the light, we don't get to see what he's seeing. But he's obviously very, very entranced by it because he looks at it, his eyes open, and all the mud and everything else kind of like, I don't know if it fades away or if the light just kind of takes it away. And he looks so pleasured with like what he's seeing. He's, it's like he's in awe. And he, he reaches out his reaches, hand into it. And he's laughing. You could see like his tonsils. He's laughing so hard, right? Laughing, crying, screaming? Yeah. It's, I can't tell if he's in pain, if he's laughing, if he's elated, or if he's like dying. He, I can't tell. I've seen some people deep on psilocybin trips. I mean, deep, deep. True, What they call true ego death. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. when, yeah. So, madness. so yeah, like madness. Like your ego is being destroyed, and you're like a child, and that's kind of what he acts like. And then we see him. So we were looking at horrors beyond our comprehension here. We the, or pleasures, or pleasures, or both. And this was him looking into the the golden suitcase here. Mm-hmm. We don't. Yeah, exactly. This is a this is the MacGuffin. Yes. Uh, well, it always has been the MacGuffin, but now we actually get to see the Vincent. We happy? Oh yeah. We happy. But the way Vincent was entranced into whatever the hell that thing was. Heroin. Was it heroin? It's uncut heroin. Oh, okay. That's why he was. I'll tell you about it later uh, when we, I'm going to do it, but I I, I know what it's heroin and there's reasons why. Well, this wasn't heroin. No. This was horrors beyond our comprehension. This was getting mind flayed and possibly his hand burnt. I don't know. Yes. And we assume, well, Zach here assumed this was it. I thought this was it. I thought this was, it was going to go black. And then what happened? We see him fall down the stairs. <laughs> Almost comedically. Com- yeah, very, very Ash for Ash Williams from Evil Dead. Like yep. where he's hitting and hitting every stair practically. And then we see the curse come to fruition where he's on the shores. He's outside. He made it outside somehow. Missing an eye. Facing up. With and- his... His, guts open. Yeah, he's, he's disemboweled, and then we see all the uh, seagulls pecking at him, the dead soldier or dead sailors, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what would you give this movie? 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90, audience score of 72, and I agree with that tomato meter. This is a 90. I would give it higher. Personally, if this was just me rating a movie for me, this might even go higher. But this movie, I can't... I can't recommend to everybody. I can't just tell one of my coworkers, watch The Lighthouse. They're going to be like... No, you got to yeah. be a cinema buff to actually... Or, or a student of cinema if yeah, you, you want to. you need to be really into like cinema and film itself. Or you really need to be into horror. Or you really need to be into... Lovecraftian. Lovecraft. Just, yeah. Like, this is definitely a thinker. This is not a sit with your buddies. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? And I just talked about these movies. Uh, Caviar, the independent movie I just reviewed. If it had a budget, I think it would be like this because that movie is very Lovecraftian, but political at the same time. It's very weird. Now, that only had a budget of 80000 This probably had a budget of, I don't know exactly, but it looked like it had a budget of, of just, just for the film and the actors, probably about twenty or thirty, maybe. Um, I don't think it made that back. Willem Dafoe doesn't come cheap. No, he does not. Uh, he, I think After he's like- this, neither should Robert Pattinson. Pff, right. Well, he's got that Twilight residual money. I, I I don't think I remember his first movie made a million and his second one was ten million. That was the second movie ever. So I guarantee he's got probably a good twenty, twenty five million dollar just to read the script contract. Good. Probably. He deserves it after this. Um I'm gonna give it just after talking about and bump it up a little bit, just because the acting, the cinematography, I'm gonna give it a seventy six. I think that's a fair seventy six. Here's why. I understand. It's not it needed a little bit of more wink, wink camera, because if you're going insane, I like the wink, wink camera, like what Evil Dead Two does. It gives a little wink, wink, you know, to to the camera. That's what I actually liked about, about this it. Movie. Okay, I like that. You know, you as the audience aren't you know smarter than or more knowledgeable of what's going on here. You're just as confused, which plays into the madness of it does. oh god what the hell is happening you know what though we've been building up this movie so much okay so we should get into it all right let's do our review do it this is Peter, and you're listening to the night party podcast i hope you enjoy it because i don't Hello, welcome to another edition of the Knife Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. Today, we're going to talk about The Lighthouse, but I have H1N1 Zombies who requested this movie, and can't wait to get into this. Um, Very interesting movie. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90. I think I'm going to give it a 90, 72. I don't know, because- You said 76. I did? You did. No, I- Not gaslighting. In the last one, you said you were going to bump it up a little bit to 76. Dude, we haven't even talked about the movie yet. God damn it. <laughs> Not playing this game. <laughs> so anyway, this movie's really good. So before we actually get into the movie, let's just like walk through it, okay? Because this movie is very interesting. <laughs> let's go ahead and start with the trailer. <laughs> 